0: Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I remember parroting that phrase at Playground Bullies when I was in elementary school, using its magical shield to just protect me from being hurt, and thinking that as I incanted it, that just by saying it, that it'd be true. And in reality, it ended up just making me feel worse, because magic just doesn't work. As I've grown older, I've come to know that this is perhaps the worst lie that we can tell our kids, and ourselves. I think of times that I've been called a faggot, or seen someone use similarly vicious words at other people. I think of times when I've been hurt by people that are close to me, because they said things that would just stab me right through the chest, sometimes not even on purpose. And so, the story that Mark tells us makes me feel good, you know? Jesus is just yelling at those Pharisees who are spending a lot of time and energy telling people that they are wrong and defiled because of what they're doing or not doing in this case. Jesus comes out as sort of a personal hero because he's telling the Pharisees that what they're saying, that their words are wrong. And so I want to use this story as proof for my own life that my political beliefs my spiritual beliefs, my moral beliefs are all justified by the words that Jesus is speaking to those dirty Pharisees. After all, I'm about as sick of the church and the world teaching human precepts as doctrines as anyone else. And I've been hurt by words people have spoken to me. I mean, isn't it about time that Jesus came along and told those people who have hurt me that what came out of their mouths defiled them and that I am the righteous one? And yet, try as I might, I can't really get over one huge roadblock that stands in that way. We can't just march on with Jesus' words as our mantra to push our own agendas and feel good about ourselves. We can't, and I can't, because of one major thing. You see, it's easy to hear this story and think only about those people. But in reality, aren't we those people too? We uphold our own prejudices as doctrine, and certainly I fall into at least one of those categories that Jesus mentions at the end. You know, that list that tells all the bad things that come out of a person? I've told my fair share of lies about other people. I've laughed at jokes meant to hurt people. I've used words to hurt instead of heal. And so here I am being all self-righteous, and Jesus comes along and Shows me the error of my ways. He just casually throws out a list of evil things that people say and people do. A list that was pretty common to first century Christians. And I'd say probably pretty common to us as well. It's a list of things that convicts us to look at ourselves. And see ourselves not as spiritual and moral superiors to the people we disagree with. But as humans with them. Sharing the same flawed human nature. You know, Martin Luther got this pretty loud and clear in his explanation of the Ten Commandments. That one about lying and, you know, how we shouldn't do it gets a particular twist by Luther. He understood all too well the power of words. You know, he did get kicked out of the church for them. And so Luther puts it this way. We are to fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbors, betray or slander them, or destroy their reputations. I think we're relatively okay so far. I mean, I don't typically actively destroy my neighbor's reputation. But he goes on to say, instead of all that, we're supposed to come to their defense and speak well of them. And here's the kicker. Interpret everything they do in the best possible light. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Is right. God calls us not only to not spew out evil about our neighbors, but calls us to go in the opposite direction and hold them up in the best possible light, which ultimately means that we're probably a lot more like those Pharisees than we want to admit, thinking other people are defiled, but not always realizing that we're in that same boat. And you know, weekly we come together with each other to the table with our hands that are defiled by things that come out of our very beings things that may match the things on that list that Jesus says, theft, murder, slander, but also evils that weren't commonplace in Jesus' time, anonymous comments on blog posts that are particularly vicious, over-consuming natural resources, not seeing our fellow humans in the best light, anything that comes out of us and defiles us. We come together defiled, defiled, But we come together hungry for grace and for mercy and for forgiveness. Those are things that we will and that I will always be hungry for. I will always be hungry for grace, even when it's hard for me to be gracious. I will always thirst for mercy, even when it's difficult to show that compassion to others. I will always want to eat and drink forgiveness, even when I'm not able to do the same for my sisters and brothers. Because I and because we all crave things that we can only receive from the promises of God through Jesus Christ. We come together hungry and thirsty for being one body. Hungry and thirsty not just for forgiveness for ourselves, but forgiveness for the people that we sit next to. And forgiveness for the people that don't even feel as though they have a seat. This is a craving that can only be satisfied by Christ who spoke words of freedom to outcasts who touched people who were at the brink of death, who challenged people to think differently than they were used to, and who not only forgives our sins, but says to us that we have the ability to forgive the sins of everyone. And that's hard. I sometimes want to be like the Pharisees, making up rules about who's in and who's out, because you know what? It's just so much easier and so much less messy than trying to include everyone I want to try to figure out who's really a Christian and who's following some other doctrine and still calling it Jesus. But because I've been forgiven by the death and resurrection of Christ, how am I able to say anything but I love you? You are a forgiven child of God to my neighbor. Even when that's a hard thing to say, I know that's the thing that I can say that won't defile me. Because that's what Christ tells me. And that's what Christ tells all of us. That we are loved and we are forgiven children of God. Amen.